It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week, you might be already in it, it might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What is going on, guys? It is your host, Deontay Daniels, and back with us, Ed Oliver. He's going to get his thoughts in about this Wizards West Coast trip. I got my thoughts in. Now it's time for Ed to speak his mind. Also, we're going to be talking about John Wall and the news that came out about him possibly returning. Me and Ed finally get a chance to talk about that. And then we're going to end it off talking about this Nuggets game. And hopefully if the Wizards could just keep it competitive. So without further ado, let's get right into it. You are locked on Wizards. Your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is going on, guys? It's your boy Delonte Dales and Ed Oliver. Back at you with another Locked On Wizards podcast episode. I'm going to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen each and every day. Also, today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Check out prizepicks.com and use promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. So, Ed, man, you've been gone. I've been here. The Wizards have been making me upset. I know you've been seeing it too. What's your thoughts on the Wizards' 0-4 West Coast trip? I thought they'd be 1-3. They did us one better and went 0-4. Yeah, I said 2-2. Two two. I took the optimistic glass half full take because I saw the Lakers, and we just saw the Lakers get blown out by the Raptors. And I was like, wow. the Lakers are playing, or yeah, by the uh, oh, yeah, Raptors. Yeah, last night, Raptors. Last night, we were LeBron threw the ball at Scotty Burns and tried to step over him. Um, 
But yeah, all that aside, you know, I was like, the Lakers are not playing good ball. You know, the Wizards can come in there and steal one um, with Porzingis. The Clippers, I was like, okay, you know, that's a beatable team, able to get their revenge on them. But no, this this Wizards team is done, man. The playoff playing, uh, playoff tournament, those hopes are just they're done right now. Um, Josh Hart getting forty four points, LeBron getting fifty, him you know doing all the theatrics and hyping up the crowd getting fifty points. Um, Steph Curry on his birthday getting forty seven. Uh, the guy, the big man named Eubanks for the Portland Trailblazers, I want to say he was on a 10-day contract. Um, they actually just extended his contract because he got 20 points and 12 rebounds against us. You know, Christian Watford or Watford from the um, Blazers, they had they, they basically had a G League roster out there. No disrespect to those guys, but they really just got elevated from the G League. No Damian Lillard, no Anthony Simons, no Yusuf Nurkic, none of those guys. And they came in and they played, they played well. I mean, Josh Hart putting up 44 points, three guys in a row we allowed to have 40 points or more. It's inexcusable, you know, and some of that is on Wes Unsell Jr. You know, he's supposed to be a defensive-minded coach, and it looks like we've regressed from last year with the uh, previous coaching regime. So this team has regressed. I think from now on they need to just play some of the young guys. Um, you know, Denny, he, he was in a slump. I'm happy that he started to play better against Golden State, but my main takeaway is the defense is, is, is awful right now. It's a sieve. They're turnstiles. They don't know how to defend a pick-and-roll or a screen-and-roll. Steph Curry, they let him get wide open threes. Um, they, they play drop coverage on them. They just let them shoot the ball. Um, wide open threes, Clay Thompson, Otto Porter got hot a little bit too last night. Um, I'm just happy the West coast road trip is over to be honest with you. We don't have to wake up I mean, we don't have to stay up until 1am anymore. So thank goodness on that. Um, but yeah, guys, we just lack, we lack toughness right now. We lack tenacity. We lack energy. Uh, we lack physicality. We lack athleticism. We're, we're just lacking right now. And the, the worst part about it, too, is that we're losing games and we still haven't made a dent in the lottery odds at all. At all. That's the worst part about it. We're losing games. We're, we're getting farther and farther. We're, what, three games out of the play-in now? Yeah. And, yeah, and we still haven't even made a dent in, in being worse than some of the other teams that are bad for lottery odds. Um, Rui, Hach- <laughs> excuse me, Rui Hachimura, Hachimura um, Wes still refuses to give him more playing time. For some reason, it just does not make any sense at all. And then there's times when Porzingis got hot, and guess what? He's on a minute restriction, so they got to take him right out of the ball game. Uh, I want to say it was the Clippers game. He was in for one minute in the fourth quarter, and they realized that he was going to hit the minute restriction. They had to take him out of the game. You know, he was starting to play well. Um, so as far as Porzingis, I like what I've seen. I know a lot of people are saying that they want to see him be more physical in the post because that Clippers game, or I want to say the Lakers game, he missed a layup. And, and if, you, if he would have went up kind of stronger, just more physical, he would have finished it. Same thing with the Clippers game. Clippers game. The way they finished that game, it was a lot of like turnaround, fadeaway jumpers from him. And that's just his game. So I'm not expecting him to be kind of like a Shaquille O'Neal in the post, push people around. It's just That's just what we're going to get from him. But overall, I've liked what I've seen for Porzingis, from Porzingis. Um, I thought he's passed the ball well. He shot the three well. He's finished around the rim pretty well. Kuzma's still playing well. Rui's playing well. Kisper has shown some more flashes from an individual standpoint. He's starting to hit the three ball better. Um, Denny, he was just in a slump. Um, you know, he was airballing threes, hitting threes off the backboard, still, you know, having trouble finishing around the rim. So I was happy to see him play better against Golden State. Like you said last night, he had that mismatch against Steph, and he started to take advantage of that, you know. And, you know, he talked about his mentality and some of the confidence and some of the psychological part of the game in his uh, press conference last last night after the game. You could just tell that some of his confidence has been shot. You can tell the way he's playing, the way he's missing shots kind of like badly right now. Um, so I'm just happy he got to get out of that slump. As far as guys like Neto, 
Neto, he still gets buckets for you, but he's still tunnel vision. He's just not a point guard. We're really lacking at the point guard position mm-hmm. really badly. Um, and it's showing. No, no disrespect to Ish, and I like Ish. Sato, he's trying. But like I said, when we signed him, I mean, Sato is Sato. He's not going to make a huge impact on the game. That's why I wasn't like, oh, let's go sign Sato. I was never in that, that camp, you know, because it's not really going to make a huge difference on the outcome of these games. Um, like I said, it's just trying. And uh, KCP has been playing pretty well, but it's kind of like you want to see these young guys these last 15 games of the year. Let's see what Denny can do. Let's see what Rui can do. Let's see what Kisper can do. Let's get some more of these young guys out there. Gaffer's trying. He's on the island trying to block shots, but by the time they get to the basket, it's, it's too late. I mean, the defense has been that bad lately. We're giving up 120 points, 70 points in, in the first half, like really quickly, really easily. Like nobody's scared to go to the paint. It, it, it's just bad ball right now. Thomas Bryant finally got a little play. He's been collecting DMPs. I've seen that just from an individual standpoint. But yeah, just recapping the whole West Coast road trip um, 0 4. And um, it's, it's time to look at some of the young guys. I Honestly, I would look at Kyrie Walker to see if we can mm-hmm. move him up. Let's develop, let's, let's develop these last 15 games. Uh, Cassius Winston, let's see if we can get him some playing time. Isaiah Todd, let's see if we can get him some playing time. Because right now, this, this, this um, never, ever tank. We don't even have to tank. We're just not good enough to win games yeah. right now. Um, but honestly, you know, they just need to focus on development for these last guys. Let's get our young guys ready. Um, as far as Denny, once again, I've really been contemplating whether he should play in a summer league just to get his feet wet more because he, he just needs to play more. The confidence is going to come when he's playing. And right now with, with Wes or whatever rotation he's got going right now, um, he, he's just not getting consistent uh, minutes right now. He needs to play in an environment where he's not making a mistake and he can just play right now. So um, and it's not always going to happen in these games. But honestly, right now, like I said, Rui needs to get 30, 40 minutes. Kisper needs to get 30 to 40 minutes. And uh, Denny needs to get 30 or 40 minutes because we're, we're just not good enough. I think the only the only game I really want to see, and I hate – I'm not going to root for the team to lose at all. Like I said, they're just not good enough to win games. But the only game that I'm going to be like, rah, rah, let's win, let's win, is the Mavericks game on April 1st. That's the only game where I'm really circling on my calendar. So, But Wes, once again, he, he's – we'll probably talk about Wes a little later. Um, but he, those are my main takeaways. Nothing, Nothing's good at the moment right now. Yeah, uh, and – I've been saying that the whole West Coast trip, they just haven't shown much effort defensively. All the listeners have heard me go on the rant about it. They've shown no fight, no heart. <laughs> they, I mean, they haven't even been competing. It's been bad. They gave up 31 to Reggie Jackson and 27 mm-hmm. to Marcus Morris in the Clippers game. Um, the Lakers game, they gave up 50 to LeBron, like you said. Um, Blazers game, they gave up career highs to Watford and um, Josh Hart. And then the Warriors game, I tweeted earlier in the day, I said the Steph Curry is about to do ungodly things to the Washington mm-hmm. Wizards. He dropped 47 on his birthday. So, I mean, every single Wizards game, they, they lose. And the opposition scores 120, 125, 119. It's always high 100s. There's no possible way you're going to win games and shootouts with teams like the Warriors or even teams like the Lakers, even though they're struggling, et cetera. I mean, you don't you just don't want to be in games where it's a shootout, and that's are typically where the Wizards have been in lately. I mean, it's just been terrible. This whole West Coast trip was terrible. It killed the playing dreams. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I just don't see it happening <laughs> because they don't defend consistently enough mm-hmm. to make it happen. So Hornets and Hawks have won games. Wizards right. have lost, and sadly, they're not gaining any lottery odds either. So it's like double negative. Mm-hmm. You're not you're losing but you're not gaining any lottery odds. 
and you're also getting further away from the plane. So it's just you can't even be happy with the tank and be like, well, we're getting better draft position because you're not. You know, the Knicks <laughs> and the Lakers aren't winning that much either. It's hard to get past, get below these guys. But uh, before we talk about some John Wall, we do have a message from our friends over at Price Picks. All right, NBA fans, are you looking for a daily fantasy option for the NBA? Then you need to try the award-winning app, Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this, and we know you will too. You pick two to five players in an over slash under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Prize Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of from points scored to rebounds, even steals. Price Picks allows mixed sports entries. For example, you can hit the over on Cal Kuzma points and the under on Patrick Mahomes passing yards. And Price Picks doesn't just offer NBA. They have options on the college basketball, college football, NFL, MLB, soccer, MMA, and more. For a limited time, Price Picks has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all of our users. Users get $50 for free if a play in your first prize picks entry scores a single point, but you must use code NBA. That's right. This is an exclusive offer available to Locked On fans. Sign up today and use code NBA, $50 for free if a player in your first prize picks entry scores a single point. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Once again, guys, I want to thank you all for making Locked On Wizards your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. So, Ed... A little earlier in the week, not in the week, like last week, I believe, David Aldrich came out with a report saying that John Wall wouldn't turn down a possible return to Washington. He said even Bradley Bill could possibly be open to it. We know the Wizards need a point guard. A lot of things will have to happen. Number one, mainly, John Wall will have to get that buyout from the Houston Rockets because the Wizards aren't taking that $40 million, $40 plus million after they got off of it and got off of Russes. They're not going to just bring that back. So it would take a couple things from John. And also, I said, buying in to Wes's system and realizing that he's not the franchise guy anymore. Now, I don't know if Wizards fans would make him that franchise guy again <laughs> because not a lot has happened with the Wizards under Bill since John has been gone. So what the fans will think, that's to be determined. But how did you hit? Well, how did you feel when you heard those, that news? Mm. Oh yeah. Before we do, I 
I did want to ask you about Wes a little bit. We can do that probably after John. Um, but as as far as John, um, yeah, I wouldn't mind him coming back. I don't think he will come back. Of course, you know, if I had to bet money. Uh, but, you know, David Aldridge, he's a trusted source. You know, we definitely believe what he said. And, you know, John Wall's open to coming back, you know, because he he knows that a lot of the options are are going. You look around the league, they have their point guard situation um, situated. You know, there's not a lot of teams out there looking for point guards like we are. We're one of the few teams that really, really need point guard help. Even some of the teams that are, you know, have bad records at the lottery, you know, they drafted their guys. Like, you look at the Rockets, you know, Jalen Green's not really a point guard, but they have him. And. Kevin Porter Jr., so they're not looking for a point guard. That's why John Wall's not playing. Um, even with the Magic, you know, they got Fultz and other guys, too, so they're not looking for a point guard. But um, so that's – and then also the Bradley Bill element, you know, because he is basically the um, player GM of the team, so he has to okay it. Bradley Bill's not against it. Um, but, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind it. I mean, I, I don't think it would solve our problems. We just have a lot of problems with this roster um, talent-wise and just structure-wise. Um, but it, it would be fun, you know, to hear, you know, them announce John Wall as a starter and, you know, see him do the Dougie and whatnot. I mean, it would be fun to see. But um, John's still got a lot left in the tank, you know, if he can stay healthy. Because people forget when he was with the Rockets, before, you know, things went downhill, they traded John, the things got toxic with James Harden. They were actually winning ball games. Him and DeMarcus Cousins, they were winning ball games. I remember they played against us when we had Russ and we went to Houston and we got blown out by them. You know, John Wall was looking good. The shooting percentages weren't great, but he was averaging about, you know, 20 and 7 assists per game. Now, you got to think about the fit with Bradley Bill. We've seen it before for numerous, numerous years. Um, we know he has to have the ball in his hands. He's a guy that can create. But it would be an intriguing dynamic seeing him and Chris Asperzingas playing together. I think that they would work really well with the pick and roll and pick and pop. John Wall has always talked about, you know, his time here about the GM. He always told the GM to get him a uh, big that could catch lobs and finish around the rim. You know, Gortat was able to do that, but, you know, he started to become a below-the-rim guy. And um, I think Daniel Gaffer would be perfect to pair with John Wall, too, off the pick and roll. We saw how well Gaffer worked with, with um, Russell Westbrook. So um, I do think I do think he would be a um, solid addition to the team. Of course, he would be an upgrade over Ish. He'd be, he'd be an upgrade over the guys that we have on the roster right now. Um, but, yeah, he would have to be willing to take a buyout. Um and we could sign him, you know, either to a minimum contract or to like a mid-level exception contract where it would be like $8 million, $10 million. But um, I think I think John could definitely help this roster. Um, but we know how things ended with Ted, with, you know, him in the video with his with his buddies at the, the party or whatever. You know, Ted was rubbed the wrong way when he was there, you know, partying and whatnot. We saw that video. So there were some other things in there. It, was, it didn't end on good term, terms. So it is surprising to hear that John is actually open to um, – coming back and then remember Tommy Shepard said we're not going to trade John Wall and then the next day John Wall is traded for Russell Westbrook yeah I mean and it's also I'm kind of not surprised by that because you know John Wall really loved playing in DC you know it was like a second home to him and I know he didn't want to leave like I mean he was hurt he requested the trade because he heard about the Russell Westbrook thing and the rumor so I understand he was angry he was hurt he was like all right then trade me then but Mm -hmm. You know, we don't know deep down that he has a tremendous love for D.C. He's done so mm-hmm. much, you know, with his foundations, et cetera, and building that just foundation within the community. And that's why a lot of D.C. fans still love John and are hurt that it ended the way that it ended and mm-hmm. are still asking for him to come back years after, two seasons after he's been traded. So I'm not surprised by that at all. Like I said, it, it is 
a couple different things, you know, that has to go down. Is he willing to forego $40 million to only make like eight to ten million dollars, etc. That's mm-hmm. a lot of money that's going to be missing from your bank account if you mm-hmm. agree to a buyout, you know. Um, I don't know. Um, I don't know if he'll agree to that buyout because you know uh, it's just that's like asking it, that's like saying, is Russ going to opt out of his mm-hmm. 40 year? No, he's not gonna opt out. So I don't know. I'm not sure if that if it happens. I think it's a long shot. I think interest is there, but I do think it's a long shot. So who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, do I think it could work? Definitely. I definitely think it could work. Um, I kind of would not like the fact that Kuzma probably would kind of take more of a back seat and go back to almost being that catch yes, and shoot guy. Yeah, I yes. do like Kyle Kuzma having the ball in his hands that time and facilitating, running, picking rolls, etc. I do like that role for him. I wouldn't want him to completely just go back to being an off-ball type of player like he was with the Lakers. Mm-hmm. You know, I do enjoy him having the ball. So, I mean, like I said, it will have to things will have to be understood. Obviously, conversations would have to be had. But him with KP and him with Gafford, I mean, that could be fun. And mm-hmm. the Wizards are lacking a point guard badly, and they yeah. really need a point guard that the opposition respects out there. So. I wouldn't be opposed to it. Final verdict for me. I'm not opposed. <laughs> yeah, you got to think about it this way, too. Bradley Bill, you know, of course, John would come in understanding that Bradley Bill's the number one guy. That's, you know, he's the one that's on the billboards now, not John Wall like it used to be, or both of those guys on the billboard. Uh, he's the number one guy. So, But you, you, on the positive side, too, Bradley Bill had his best years, you know, shooting the ball with, guess who, John Wall, getting him those open threes. Um, and ever since then, you know, Bradley, Bill, he scored more points, but his shooter percentages have gone down. And at the time when John Wall was here, his points weren't, you know, 30 points a game. But, you know, he was shooting 37 percent from the three, 38 percent from the three. So that's a positive outlook as well. Um, as far as the bigs, like I said, with Gortat, Gortat um, he could do the same thing with Porzingis. He could, could do the same thing with Gafford. Um, like you said, I don't want him to dominate the ball too much, even though that's John Wall style, where he does need the ball in his hands at all times to be the most effective, and he would push the pace. I feel like this team – I feel like it would be good for Rui, too, if they push the pace because Rui, Rui is a fast-break guy. Um, and as far as, you know, John Wall being off-ball, you know, he's not much of a three-point shooter. So that's, like, the only concern if if they if John is off-ball, like, sitting in the corner. But that's not what you want to do with him. You want him to bring the ball up, set everything up, and get guys open, you know. So is is are they going to – do they want him to have that same similar role? And you kind of see how things – he's a way different player than Dinwiddie. Um, so you see how things kind of worked out that way. But I think John would be a better fit than some, a lot of the point guards that we've had ever since John, you know, went through the injury thing and left. So, um, But, yeah, he, he just wouldn't be the number one guy that he was before. And, um, you know, can he stay healthy? Can he defer to Brad here and there? Uh, but I, I think he would fit. But, once again, I don't think it would make us like a championship contender or anything like that. But but John would be an upgrade. He really would. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, he would definitely be an upgrade. I mean, you can find some issues there, but it has the potential to work. The potential. So like I said, I wouldn't be too opposed of it, especially looking at what the Wizards have at point guard right now. They could use the help, I would say. Mm-hmm. But before we get into Wes Unso Jr. a little bit and – Wrapping it up with that Nuggets Wizards review, we do have a message from our friends over at Built Bar. Have you tried the Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best-tasting bars. 
Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy cinnamony churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. So good. These are going to be your new favorites. All Bill Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, Puffs included. 100% real chocolate. Low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Go to built.com and scroll down to the macros chart. You'll be blown away. High protein, low calorie, high fiber, low carb. Most meal bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. They are all delicious, and new flavors are coming out all the time. If they think a flavor might be good, they'll make it. It will be delicious, and it will be good for you. The offer is to go to built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, Ed, this West Coast trip, a lot of people have been coming at West Huntsville Jr., you know, about rotations, about guys coming in, when, why are guys out for so long? Why is this guy in for so long? What are you doing? He's come out of, uh, under fire, man. And I've seen mm-hmm. some people on the Twitter's verse, Wizards Twitter verse, <laughs> say that maybe he should be one and done. I mean, <laughs> w- w- what do you think? Yeah. It's gotten so, um, the, the voices are getting so louder. So much louder on that perspective of not being happy with Wes's performance that even the Wizards uh, post-game guys had to talk about it on Wes, what's going on. But he's a rookie head coach. The, the concerns with me, I, I was going to write down some stuff, is, the, is, he, is, he, is he a leader of men? That's the thing you got to be as a coach. You look at what happened with the Pacers. Um, I can't remember the Pacers coach name that got fired last year. It was one and done. Is he a leader of men? We heard the same things. In that Pacers locker room, they, they kind of tuned them out. They weren't listening. Some of the things got talks in that locker room. Kind of similar to what happened with the Wizards before the trade deadline. Some of that was on the players, too, just their personalities. But some of that's on coaching, too. Can you control a locker room? Or you, do you have that strong voice? Do you have that authority where we saw with Dinwiddie, where everybody in the building, everybody knew Dinwiddie should have been a six-man coming off the bench? I think that's one strike against West Huntsville so Jr. I think that's something that should have been done. Strike two right now is the whole Rui thing. Why is he not playing? You can say Rui's defense hasn't been up to par, but Rui's knocking down the three at a high rate. Like he's re- he's really hot from the three right now, and he's scoring really well. He's a young first round pick. He needs to play more. Um, strike three for me also is defense. The defense looks worse than you know everybody bashed Scott Brooks so much. The defense looks no better. I mean, being honest and being real, um, the rotations as well, the flow of the game, taking people out. You know, when when even when Denny's playing well sometimes or. Uh, ish is hot or not playing saddle, playing nettle a little too much here and there. 
Um, KCP, the Lakers game, we had a chance, and KCP was really just dribbling the ball off his foot and not shooting the ball well. I think that was a game where KCP definitely needed to sit um, and some other guys play a little bit more. That's one instinct right there. But um, Wes right now, I mean, he's a rookie head coach. I don't – I wouldn't say one and done. But, you know, if they are able to have – if there's a candidate who really comes up, like I, I know everybody brings up Mark Jackson, but let's say Sam Cassell or somebody who – or even Kenny Atkinson from the Nets is like, man, I really want to coach the Wizards. I think it's something to definitely think about. Um, if there's an established coach who says they want to coach the Wizards for just some – this is just a hypothetical – um and it's something to think about man it's it's kind of like how i look at i look at quarterbacks you have a quarterback and he's okay but he's not he's not great and you're able to upgrade at that quarterback position why not upgrade you know so but i mean wes i think wes is a smart guy some guys are better assistants than they are coaches brian shaw um he was a really good assistant for a long for a long time and then he coached and he didn't really make it he didn't really do well as a, as a as a head coach so some guys, that's just how it is. Now, I think another downfall with West too is, you, I'm not going to say it's a downfall, but you look at his assistants. You know, all his assistants are essentially, um, they're not rookies, but nobody has, has played in the NBA. So that's something that, you know, he doesn't have an assistant that has, that has been a head coach before as well. So you see some guys, um, I want to say Chauncey Billups has a, has a guy who was a head coach before as, a, as an assistant. One of the, one of the new coaches, uh, Scott Brooks, <laughs> bringing him up again is – I know Scott Brooks was probably hilariously laughing at the Wizards when they were beating us with G League guys. Um, but, yeah, I think I think it does help to have an assistant coach that does have um, some experience. You know, I think it's a lot of guys that are still learning the game, it's learning coaching, um, and just, you know, controlling emotions of players. And I really think Wes has to learn to be a um, – have that strong voice and be a leader of men. I think that's something that we're still – waiting to see from him. Um, like I said, he wasn't he wasn't dealt the easiest of cars. Montrose Hero is a is a uh, eccentric guy. Dinwiddie's an eccentric guy. They have egos and whatnot. But I don't think he did a – I think that's one indictment on him uh, so far. The rotations, the defense, um, some of the offense too. Players have complained about that. It's too complicated. He tried to dumb it down – or not dumb it down, but kind of straighten it out a little bit so it could be easier for guys. Um, and losing to the Portland in the 35 point loss against the Clippers. I mean, you got out coached by Teron Lou. Teron Lou makes adjustments. He subs guys out when they're not playing well. You know, Bledsoe wasn't playing well. Uh, Zubach wasn't playing well. West just cannot be concerned about hurting guys' feelings when they're not playing well. Some of the showcasing wasn't all his fault. Maybe it was from the higher ups like Tommy Shepard trying to showcase guys. But, you know, I, I'll let you go off too. Uh, the, the showcase era was the worst <laughs> era of this whole season. That was terrible. Like I mean, it was, and everybody knew what they were doing, but it was awful. Mm. Um, and that Patriots coach you were talking about was Nate Bjorkren, right? Yeah, uh, that was his name. But yeah, I mean, I've seen people say maybe he needs an established, like former head coach to be an assistant coach. And I mean, mm. it happens in football all the time. You know, you have all right. the defensive coordinators, etc. Used to be head coaches in mm. their previous previous tenures of different teams mm. maybe that can help Wes I mean and a lot of people will defend him and say you know this is his first year mm. wasn't dealt with the best hand of cards Bradley Bills out for mm. the second half of the season and then you know you got a lot of vets and guys being selfish etc so you can say it was tough you know which is true but I mean, even when the Wizards were playing good, guys was over here complaining about the offense. Right, yeah. So and this is when <laughs> yeah. the Wizards were in the complete downfall. 
I mean, and it seemed like at times that guys were just tuning Wes out and doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, which shows that not everybody was bought in, and that's never a good sign. I know Wes Unsell Jr. wasn't a guy that the Wizards consulted Bradley Bill about. Either, right, yeah. I think, yeah, Chase, yeah, Chase, you said that. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, so, I mean, it's not like this is Brad's, like, guy. Like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I vouch for him extremely heavy. I'm sure Brad's cool with him, you know, for sure, but this isn't somebody like Bradley Bill even paid, like, like went to head and toe for, et cetera. But, I mean, the, the rotation stuff is so weird. Like, it's like he refuses mm-hmm. to ride the hot hand. If mm-hmm. Ish is playing really well or Ish and Sadar are playing really well and Neto's not playing well, Neto will still get 20-plus minutes. I'm right, getting right. And, like, Ish will barely play, et cetera. I mean, I, I don't understand it. Rui Hachimura, he, I, I mean, I don't know how many times in this West Coast trip he done iced Rui Hachimura. The Clippers mm-hmm. game, he started out hot, had, like, 11 early. Ended with, like, only 18 points and barely was playing. That Lakers game, Rui came out hot. Mm-hmm. It didn't get in until like four minutes left in the third quarter. I, I mean, I, I truly don't understand. Last night is a game I felt like he should have played 30 plus minutes. I'm not understanding. There's no um, minute restriction on Rui. I, I'm pretty positive of, so I don't understand mm-hmm. why he can't get past this certain minute threshold. And he's playing really well. He's shooting the three ball incredibly well. And he's playing well. I don't understand it. I don't get it. Um, What's uh, it's, it's just in this the rotation stuff hasn't been like you said with the Dinwiddie off the bench and this hasn't been the first time we've questioned what's on so junior you know mm-hmm. and his rotations and things like that and all the questions you just asked are you a leader of men etc all that matters but I doubt I truly truly doubt that the Wizards fire him after one season that's yeah. just not the Wizards in my yeah it was look so bad to fire the best your dad is the best player in bullets wizards history the only nba championship we had back in 1978 and you know right yeah i mean west west you know he didn't his dad didn't have a great run as you know being in the wizards front office either but yeah it just would not be a good look and Mm -hmm. me either i would not fire him after one year i would not but there were some other candidates that were available remember ted leonsis took a shot at Scott Brooks saying that, you know, we don't want retreads, you know, first year guys, they take more, they work harder than retreads. And that's not true. You know, Mike Budenholzer is a retread. They just won a championship with the Bucks. Nate McMillan was in um, the Eastern Conference Finals. Doc Rivers is a retread. You know, he's been doing okay for the most part with the Sixers. So that statement was definitely off. Um, but like I said, I'm rooting for Wes. I'm, I'm one of his number one fans. I really want to see him be successful. But me and you, of course, doing the show, we have to be objective and be honest and, you know, give an honest critique about guys. So this is just stuff that we've seen from him. I look at I looked at the comments for the last three videos and people have been giving Wes a very hard mm-hmm. time. But um, like I said, he's a, he's still learning. He is a rookie head coach. And um, some uh, all of it's not his fault. Some of the roster isn't good either. We just don't have a very compared to the Bucks, Sixers, Nets. Uh, we have a bottom tier roster. We really do. We have a bottom tier roster, and Tommy Shepard has his work cut out for him getting this roster better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Tommy, they, they got a lot of work doing the offseason. Mm-hmm. But before we end, Ed, quickly, you got any keys to the game against the Nuggets? I said just please compete, you know, <laughs> and do they win or lose? I guess from my X's and O's, please defend the screen roll better. There's a guy named Bones Highland who went to VCU, a local guy who lit up. I don't remember who they played. 
But Bones Highland went crazy and hit a bunch of threes against somebody last night. I can't remember who they played, but last um, night they played the Sixers. Yeah, so it was the Sixers. So Nikola Jokic, oh my goodness, man, he's gonna be. And if Kempazo, I remember the last time we played the Nuggets, Kempazo was doing and one mixtape, uh, you know, street ball passes on us. So let's have some pride. Let's get our hands in the passing lanes. Let's play some defense, protect the rim, gaff. Porzingis, he should be playing. It's not a back-to-back. But, yeah, just defend the screen and roll. Um, let's try to get a hand in Jokic's face. Try to, you know, get in the pa- passing lanes because he's, he's going to do a couple behind-the-back passes. He's going to make us look silly um, and whatnot. And um, try to defend – just have, like you said, ask him prior to defend the three-point. Let's, let's try to – I tell us – always say let's try to run. Let's try to push the pace so we can get some easier offense. Offensively, we haven't been bad. Actually. I'll say that. We've been scoring and hitting the three ball, but defensively we're so bad. It's just like we're playing a catch up out there. So um, let's play with some toughness and heart too. Let's try. Let's let's play with some heart and some toughness out there. You got them winning or losing? Oh, losing. Yeah, I don't see them winning another another game. To be honest with you, I really don't. I got to look. At, I don't have the schedule in front of me. I know but they like got the all. Knicks coming up after that. <laughs> they may maybe they <laughs> who knows? I know it's like Knicks and then Lakers, but. Yeah. Is somebody gonna get forty points? Yeah, something like Is that. It, uh, do you think? Do you think somebody's gonna get forty from the Nuggets? If Nicola another, really, another if, person. If Nicola really wants to, he can easily. <laughs> if he wants to, right. so I mean, hopefully they compete. That's all we ask mm-hmm. for, guys. But thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NBA. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than thirty minutes. It's free and available wherever you get podcast well it nuggets up next Jokic up next hopefully they stop somebody from scoring 40 plus points right thank you guys for watching make sure you guys subscribe on youtube and wherever you can get a podcast we're almost at 2,000 subscribers hell to the wizards peace peace hey prime members you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on amazon music download the amazon music app today